Hey everybody, welcome back to Vertical Vision. I took a couple of weeks off for some R&R and then spent some time upgrading my computer and the software to improve the, the quality of the podcast. So I am excited to be with you today and looking forward to digging into the Word of God with you. So today, uh, what's on my heart to share with you is making it our ambition to be pleasing to the Lord in everything that we do. And this was Jesus's heart. He said that he did only the things that please the Father. And this is something that's always beneficial for us, but it's not always easy. And I think a big reason for that is it's human nature to want to please ourselves and to please others more than please God at times. You know, with with our natures, we want to do the things that we want to do. We want to do the things that we believe are best for us and do the things that, you know, make us happy or we think are going to make us happy. And when it comes to other people, we want to be loved. We want to be accepted. We want people to think well of us. And we, a lot of times, just want to minimize conflict with other people. So when we do this kind of thing where we're trying to please ourselves or please other people, oftentimes it leads to compromise, stress, regret, and disappointment, as well as many other things. But that never happens when we submit to the Lord and do the things that are pleasing to Him. And so I want to give you a few reasons why it's always best for us to have it as our ambition to please the Lord in everything, all right? So the first thing is found over in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and this is in verse 9 and verse 10. And this is what Paul has to say. He says, Therefore, we also have our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive compensation for his deeds done through the body, in accordance with what he has done, whether good or bad. So this is what's going on with with Paul. He is longing to be at home with Jesus. He wants to go to heaven. But on the flip side of it, he loves the people that he's ministering to, and he wants to make sure that they're growing up in Christ. And so he's torn do I want to be with the Father? Do I want to be with the people? And what he says here is it doesn't matter if he's in heaven or on earth. His ambition is to please the Lord in everything. And the reason why he gives here is that one day every one of us is going to stand before Jesus Christ at the judgment seat of Christ, and we will be rewarded for the things that we've done in this life. Now, this is not the great white throne of judgment that we see in the book of Revelation. That is where the wicked stand before the Lord, and they are judged, and they are condemned for their sin because they did not put their trust in the sacrificial gift of salvation that Jesus provided for us. They rejected Christ, and they rejected God. This is very different. 
the Bema Seat was a place where judgment was passed, and it was often found in the Olympic Games or other athletic games where you would have the competitors stand before the judgment seat, and it would be determined whether or not they competed according to the rules and were worthy of a reward. And when we stand before Jesus Christ, everything that we do and our motives for those things are going to be judged by Christ, and he will reward us accordingly. I think this is one of the reasons why Jesus said, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth will not eat, rust will not destroy, and thieves will not break in and steal. Because it's our tendency to want to pursue and pour into the things of this life, which are temporary, rather than making our investments in the eternal things. And when we stand before Christ, he's going to weigh everything out. And the things that have no eternal value or that our motives were wrong, even though the activity might be good, all of that stuff is going to be burned up. And only the stuff that has lasting value is going to remain. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 talks about this. And this is one of the key reasons why we want to have it our ambition to please him, okay? Another reason is that everything that God wants us to do is beneficial for us. He is concerned for our well-being spiritually, physically, and emotionally. And the extent of that love and concern was portrayed to us by Jesus Christ giving his life for us on that cross. That's how much he cares about us. So we can be confident that when the Lord tells us to do something, it's always going to be for our good. All right. Another reason that we want to be pleasing to the Lord is that it blesses the people that are around us. Now, think about this. If I make it my ambition to please God in my marriage, it is going to bless my wife. Our marriage will benefit. I will be blessed. She will be blessed. And that's a good thing. If I seek to please the Lord as a father, I'm going to be blessed. My children are going to be blessed. They're going to have a father who is endeavoring to care for them and love them and guide them and be there for them the way that God does. Now, I'll never be able to do it the way God does because I'm not perfect. But hopefully by pleasing God in everything that I do, my children will have a good understanding of the love and the heart of God for them. And we can even take this into the workplace. If I'm an employee that is working to please God in everything that I do, which, by the way, the Bible tells us to do, then I'm going to be blessed at work. My employer is going to be blessed, and my coworkers are going to be blessed. And we can take this into any kind of relationship, any kind of situation in our lives. Anytime we seek to please the Lord, it's going to be for the best. Now, the question is, how do we know what pleases the Lord? Well, this is something that even Paul exhorts us to do over in Ephesians chapter 5. 
And he says that we need to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. And the best way to do that, of course, is just to get into the Word of God. See what God says about things. Learn about God's heart. Study Jesus. Watch how Jesus dealt with people and interacted with the Father. And by learning from Christ, we'll have a good understanding of what is going to please the Father. Another thing is we can seek the Holy Spirit's help. He's our guide. He's our counselor. He's our teacher. And he lives with us and he lives within us. And so if we're in a situation and we're not sure what God wants us to do in that, we can call out to him and say, Father, I don't know what you want me to do here. I want to please you. I want to do the best thing. And I need your counsel and your guidance. And it may take a lot of prayer. It may take a lot of just waiting on the Lord and, and just listening to see what that direction is. But I believe that the Holy Spirit will guide you in what is going to be pleasing to him as you seek his face. You know, if you think about it, if any kid were to go to their parent and say, Mom, Dad, you know, I really want to do what's best and I want to do what's pleasing to you. So can you please make it really clear what's best for my life and what will make you happy? Any parent that were to hear that, it would absolutely bless them. And they'd say, absolutely, sweetheart. Let me tell you and teach you what is going to be best for you and what's going to put a smile on my face. And I really believe that that's the Lord's heart too. He's waiting for us to look to him and say, daddy, teach me guide me. I want to please you. And it's really simple as far as just how to do it. But I think just taking that time and making the effort to go, okay, I am going to make it my ambition to please my heavenly father. And here's the thing too. Another reason why we should make it our ambition to please the Lord is because he gave everything for us. It's because he loves us dearly and he deserves it. He deserves our love and our admiration and our lives devoted to him. You know, it's a love relationship. And Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's one of the greatest ways we can express love to the Lord is just to do what pleases him. Now, I want to leave you with this thought. Just because we make it our ambition to please the Lord, it doesn't mean that it's going to please people. It may be a blessing for them. It may be good for them, but it may not please them. And all you have to do is look at Jesus and you see that this is the case. Everything he did was to please his Father. Everything he did was for the good of others, but it didn't please everybody. But I want you to think about this. When the day comes when you leave this life, when you're no longer here but you're home with the Lord, you are not going to stand before the judgment seat of your boss. You're not going to stand before the judgment seat of your boyfriend or your girlfriend. 
You're not going to stand before the judgment seat of anybody else but Jesus Christ. And he knows the thoughts and the intents of our heart. He knows the deeds that we've done. And he will be the one to whom we will give an account. And I think there's no greater thing that we can ever expect, you know, that that we would want to see than to step into eternity and look at the face of Jesus, our Savior, who gave everything for us, and see a, a sparkle, a twinkle in his eye, a smile across his face, and hear him say, welcome home. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest. And to enjoy the rewards and the blessings that he has for us in eternity. And I think it's so neat that God wants to bless us now and in eternity. And he gives us the guidelines on how to do it by just following him and doing what is pleasing into his sight. So I encourage you, in everything you do, think about and pray about what is going to please my Heavenly Father, what's going to put a smile on his face, and he will guide you, direct you, and bless you both now and forever. God bless you. Bye-bye.